Welcome back to Reality TV on Record with me, your host, Ingram Noble. This week it's episode 3 and I am joined by an absolutely iconic Big Brother housemate who almost took home the win in 2016. Please welcome to the podcast, Huey Morn. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm kind of nervous and hangover because... Um, well, I drank two, three days ago, but I mean, I shouldn't be still feeling down about that. But I always, I always use it as an excuse. But then my cousin's baby got christened yesterday and I got drunk, as you know. Yeah. So you must yeah. have had a good time. I had a really good time, but drinking twice in like five days is like really, it's making <laughs> me the sweats thinking about it. I couldn't face the thought of an alcoholic drink right now. <laughs> You know you'll be out next weekend again, and you'll do it probably, all over again. Probably will, yeah, yeah, ruin my life again. <laughs> no, it's always fun. Um, basically, I want to jump right into it. Apparently, Big Brother is coming back. What do you think about that? Oh, I'm so pleased with that. But at the same time, I'm like, did Big Brother need a bit more of a break? To what it's I think that personally, I think it's probably time to come back, but it'll yeah, be make I feel or break. Like people... The pandemic has done Love Island the world of good, in my opinion, that it skipped a season because it really was getting tedious and predictable. Oh, my God. Like, Big Brother in the end got so predictable that Love Island is getting like that because apparently they're scrapping Casa Amor to season. What? So, yeah, apparently they're scrapping that because you can't sit in a fucking house and act as if you're shocked that Casa Amor is happening because yeah. you've watched every poxy season. <laughs> so they need something else. So I think Big Brother, if it comes back, um, needs a bit more of a break, maybe another, maybe one or two more years and not have three seasons a year, even though me as a fan, I love that. I know the general public gets an overload of something. So, you know, they'll get fed up of it again. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because like three series a year is a lot of any show. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and the main show used to like, I know my series was only 51 days. So that was very short. But normally they're like 70 days or so. So yeah. like it's two and a half months. And then in the end, Celebrity Big Brother was 34 days. Do you know what I mean? Like that's a long celeb season. That's five weeks. So you have like 10 weeks and that's 20 weeks of the year. That's almost half a year. Mm. Big Brothers on TV, so people do get fed up of it. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'd watched four. I would watch four seasons a year. I'd watch it all year round, every yeah, day. It's so so entertaining. I love it. And you know, I watched Nikki Graham's documentary the other night um, on Channel Four. It's amazing. It's very a repeat. I watched it online, and it's so crazy because um, there was a moment in it when Vanessa Feltz said that Nikki had told her in Ultimate Big Brother that she would love to live in the Big Brother house, whereas they all couldn't wait to leave. She said it's her favourite place to ever be. And yeah. it's weird because she would have been such a big fan and it changed her life. So that's... um. And then, now, I don't want to live in the Big Brother house forever, <laughs> but I get that connection, do you know what I mean? Would you go back, see if they did something like Ultimate sure. Big Brother? Oh, my God, I would love to, but I can't see them ever doing that now, especially if they're bringing it back on another channel and it's going to be a fresh start and stuff. But you like you never know. I mean, if I continued to keep doing reality stuff, um, I mean they have reality stars on Celebrity Big Brother, so yeah, do that. But being an ex Big Brother housemate, I don't know again if they would do that because, I mean, they've done that once and with Jade Goody, and we all seen how that ended up. I mean, so, like, Rylan was supposed to be a civilian housemate and ended yeah. up winning Celebrity. 
So yeah. never say never. Never. Yeah. Oh my God. Dream, dream, dreams. I always, you know what? I always knew I'd get on reality shows. You know that? I believed that in my heart. And I used to tell my teachers that and my parents and told everyone that. And I, everyone just thought it was crazy. Like, oh, Huey, shut up. <laughs> um, and I knew it. I said, I was going to be on TV one day. And I just knew I was going to be. Because mm. it's something that like I thought about so, so much that I feel like stuff like that is meant to be. If you're always thinking of something. And you know what a really weird thing? One of my best friends um, is called Amy. And Amy's mum is a, is a psychic medium. And I know a lot of people don't believe in this. But she told my sister... When I was like 16, I didn't know her at this point. My sister was having like a reading done and I walked in to get keys or something off my sister. And she said to my sister, she said, oh my God, one day I think he's going to be on TV and I can see him doing a show in England and doing a show in America and then he'll do shows in Ireland. And that's exactly what I've done. Yeah. No, is it's mad. I was, I was voted in secondary school most likely to end up on Big Brother. Oh, and oh my God. I got very close the first time but I, I take pride in my big brother reject badge um <laughs> and now after studying as an actor and going through the five years of drama school and well more now actually it's not something that I would want to do now and yes it's, and it's it's in your background isn't it to leave it to, like it's it, these things haunt people it, it's not even that it was at the time when I applied for big brother and got very close to getting in I was in my third year of drama school and I was going to take a break in between drama school and take like a year out. Yeah. And there was always just something in the back of my head that went, you're a bit of a prick Ingram. Like you're probably going to show yourself up on national telly and you'll never be taken seriously as an actor. You don't be. It, that does happen, sadly. That does happen. So I was in the back of my head. I was I was quite glad. And it was right as all the Roxanne Pallet stuff was going on. Because I was kind of made friends with the producers. They'd done the celebrity one before the civilian one. Mm-hmm. So that the civilian one wouldn't clash with Love Island. Because Big Brother's ratings had like, like yeah. they were just destroyed then at that time. So they phoned me, I think, on like the Monday. I can't remember. It was like five years ago nearly and Mm. they told me and I cried I cried for like a good hour because I was that kid that was allowed to stay up late on a Friday to watch the live eviction oh bless you I feel so sad thinking of that no it because it genuinely in my heart of hearts I know that it was a good thing that happened yeah everything happens for a reason oh my god I'm telling you that now like but you know just speaking to you now I think you actually would have been a phenomenal housemaid and I don't know if it would have always impacted on you because I think you would have been a great housemaid when you say oh I can be a bit of a prick but there's there's two different types of that there's like somebody who's a nasty vile person or there's somebody that you know what they probably would get drunk, or even if they're not drunk, they'd be really honest. You'd probably end up in rows and arguments. But you know what? People actually sometimes appreciate that. I know I yeah. was very outspoken on Big Brother. And in the end, my fellow housemates, they were surrounded by that many snakes. They ended up really liking me. Yeah. And the public loved me because I was saying the stuff that they wanted to say to the people in the house. I so, always said I'd be first out or I'd win. Oh, my God, I said that. I said I'll leave at the beginning or I'll get right to the end. And I yeah. did. I got right to the end. You were robbed, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I, I'm. St- I still stand the winner of that season because I've, I'm the person who's gone on. Well, Letitia's done a lot of TV, but then again, she already was from TV. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Because how um, did you feel about that going in? Because obviously, Big Brother had had such a reputation of making stars like Nikki Graham and Alison Hammond, and then you go in the house as a civilian, and there's somebody there that essentially could have been on the celebrity version. I know the yeah. Valleys wasn't a massive TV show, but there had been Geordie Shaw stars and Towie stars in the celebrity version. Yeah. And there'd been people on Celebrity Brother who had been on X on the Beach, like one yeah. season of X on the Beach. Whereas Letitia done the Valleys for like three series. And when the Valleys was around, there was only that Towie. Geordie Shaw, I'm sure. And made in Chelsea, right? Yeah. There was those four shows in different areas and they used to come out at different times in the year. So there wasn't many reality stars. So for that reason, as the Valleys was always like seen second to Geordie Shaw. Yeah. But it still became well known as my point because there was only a few shows to watch. Yeah. So like most people of my age... Will will have known who Letitia was because we all watched these reality shows and she was the most popular of them all. And I mean, she had um together. I remember her saying in the house. I think she had like six hundred thousand social media followers. She'd released an autobiography and she'd done like front cover pages of of Zoo magazine and mm. nuts and all of these. And then she was on Civilian Big Brother. It was actually crazy. But I mean, I didn't get annoyed by that because I don't. I wasn't um wanting to deny anybody the opportunity and she grew up and loved Big Brother and always wanted to do the show she said and she just happened to end up being on the valleys but it it is strange when you think back and she will have had a fan base over that and it it guaranteed her a lot of press Mm. Um, but what was great about Letitia was that she was also a great housemate but Mm. she wasn't the only one from TV like our series was kind of the series that started Big Brother bringing in people pseudo celebrities with a bit of like background in media and like Love Island has started that now with you know having so-and-so's mm. daughter or whatever and that that just ruins the show because it takes away the appeal of the normal everyday person sort yeah. of thing. even though they are normal people but the world we live in people are, can be so naive and they think just because somebody's been on X on the beach for one series to make some rich and famous and so, they're just so stupid mm. <laughs> because it happened like, during my auditions this is a bit of an inside scoop. So Tell me, nobody knows about this. And I don't know if the person will appreciate me telling this story. So like I said, Big Brother Superfab watched every series of it. So I'm going to my audition in a hotel in Glasgow. And there's this one girl, right? And she's so familiar. She's Geordie accent. And it just put, I grew up in Newcastle. I went to school in Sunderland. And I just put it down to, oh, I must know her from somewhere. Yeah. So I was, I, it was annoying me all day because you know how when you go into the auditions and you do those group yeah. tasks and things, she was with me all day. And I, all day I was like, I know this girl from somewhere. Like, but at the end, I was just like, right, focus on you. You obviously know her from back right. home. So then about halfway through the day, one of the producers comes into the room and she's like, so has anybody applied for Big Brother before? So like half a dozen hands shoot up. I'd applied, but had never taken it seriously and was like taking the piss a bit. And this then said, has anybody ever auditioned for Big Brother before? And again, another half a dozen hands shoot up. And then they said, has anyone been in the Big Brother house before? And no hands shot up. And then I went ding, ding, ding. That's where I know this girl from. 
It was Alex Lee. Wow. I actually, when you have told me that. It was me that grasped I, her up. I actually think that she told me that on the launch of that Big Brother, we all went out. Because that day, the launch of the final Big Brother, they announced it in the media. This was the last ever series, right? Yeah. And then you've done a um, they invite all those ex-housemates down. We already knew before it went to the media because they invited us down as a celebration. Uh, put us all in the audience for Big Brother's Bit on the side and Alex was there. And I'm sure she said that to me and my ex-boyfriend. And we were like, how could you have got away with it if you thought in there? Because I look different and I've changed my surname. Because I said they were like, because Alex didn't own up to it. And I sort of went thinking that it was a chance, like, a challenge because they ask you who's your favorite ex-housemate and things and i went yeah she has that's alex she came like second like three years ago and they took alex out and if looks could kill i thought this woman was gonna kill me right <laughs> oh wow but I, I spoke to a producer afterwards and i was like was that like a test like just to see if people are actually like fans of the show yeah. and they were like no she genuinely reapplied and got this far. Wow, how how can you do how, I was like, how, how, did she expect to get in the house? I mean, if she'd got it in the house, that would have been incredible. Oh my god. But I mean, if if somebody has had a lot of surgery, right? And it did change their name, like oh, but no, see, Big Brother does background checks. Yeah. Because I watched an interview that you had done on the Talking Bollocks podcast about yeah. your audition. And you had said everyone was coming in and they were out within 20 minutes, but you were in there for hours. And that was the yes. same with me. Yeah. So I think my longest stint in the diary room chair was three and a half hours. Wow. Oh and my that God. had been going on all day. I think I was there roughly about 12 hours that day, that first yeah, audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that happened to me in the city centre on my first ever meeting with producers. Yeah, that was mine. And mm. they they just all of a sudden hit out with they're asking me all these questions and then they just went and what does the name mean to you and I was just like how the fuck do you know about that yeah it's crazy isn't it like I remember and nobody else I don't know if they were if they were like embarrassed to say this or or if it was because they were following the rules when they were told not to like speak about the process application I told everyone yeah, the production process. But like when we were in the house, I remember saying to people, did they, did they get you to get a, a, an SDI check? And they were like, no, no, I just had my medical, whatever. But I actually, the producer sent like the list of things for me to get off my local doctor for my my blood tests and my fitness tests and mental health and everything. And it included an STI check. Like you get STI checks when you go on Love Island, you know. Yeah, you have to be STI'd. And they yeah. also like, they spoke to my school. Um, the, the way, because I'd had um, some counselling years ago mm. so that's how they'd find out through the doctor so then they spoke to my school obviously because it was the school counsellor who had went to um but i mean i didn't even want to go to counselling nor did i request it my principal did because i used to argue in class <laughs> so she wanted me to have counselling perfect big um, brother contestant yeah they spoke yeah. to my friends and everything yeah, it's crazy. And like, I have so many scoops, like what happened with me with that, with Big Brother. Like, I'd love to write an autobiography for many reasons, but of course I'd speak about my time on Big Brother. Um, and even people who don't know me from the show, like there's so, just so many things I'd like to talk about. But um, like one of these, like I think is crazy when I think back now that I'm older is part of the Big Brother process near the end is to get a producer to do a home visit. Mm-hmm. 
And that producer came to see me. I mean, that producer ended up in a sexual, like, we didn't have sex, but we'd done some other stuff together. And when I was in the house, I stupidly said it to my ex-boyfriend under the covers, who jumped up, screamed it throughout the entire house. And that guy got sacked and was never allowed to work for Endemol or any Viacom Productions ever again, which I regret and feel so bad about today because... It I really mean, I wouldn't feel too bad because he knew he had a job and he still yeah. crossed the And boundaries. also, I was 21 and he was 33. Lovely. So, yeah. And he had a boyfriend, but we were speaking to his boyfriend on FaceTime and his, they had an open relationship. I mean, I wouldn't have went there. But the weirdest thing is that my ex-boyfriend jumped up screaming about it, said, oh, well, you got with someone who has a partner, no matter how much I tried to explain, I said, shut up, I'm probably going to get kicked out of the house for this. Yeah. Um. I then find out like three years later when I was with my ex-boyfriend that my that that he'd done the same thing with him at a house party in Blackpool he brought him to when he'd done his home visit with him. And was like, so you that weirdo. producer was getting around a bit. Yeah, he was quite good looking, though, to be fair. <laughs> so talking about, I, I, I don't know if you'll want to talk about this and feel free to, you can say no yeah. and we'll move on. You, we've spoke about Love Island. You kind of turned Big Brother into Love Island. And you went in single and came out in a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> what was that like coming out of, because I think you had mentioned in another interview as well, that was your first relationship. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. So that had been progressing under this microcosm of 24-hour yeah. surveillance. And yeah. you probably didn't get to have the normal progression of a relationship as you would For on the sure. outside. How yeah. did that feel then coming out? Well. There was a lot of changes in my life. So, and you know what? Drama, drama is my middle name. So if anything feels too calm or too normal, well, then I feel like something's wrong. <laughs> so which is quite toxic. So I need to start Are we the same person? Out. Yeah. Um, which means we should never date because that's yeah. going to be a recipe for disaster. Yeah, no, I always... used to go into drama school and I would be like, this is how fucked my head is reality TV. I'd be like, who's getting evicted this week? Like I yeah, dress it like I'd a competition. Like, I'm like drawn to like toxicity and it's so bad. <laughs> I always want chaos and I'm like, this is really bad here. But anyways, so I had just come out to my family when I went on Big Brother. And at that time, I, you always know who you are, right? But mm. I never forced myself to sexually do anything with girls. And the last time I slept with a girl, I was 21, just before Big Brother. In fact, well, it was a few months before. Um, and that was the last person that I had slept with before my ex-boyfriend, mm -hmm. which is kind of weird when I look back at it all now. Um, so I was in that kind of place of confusion, trying to figure out myself, like only getting comfortable with who I was. And then I went into a show and I think I confused maybe finding somebody fun with attraction and just being around each other all the time led to us being in a relationship and a relationship I should never have been in, mm. ever should have been in because... We weren't compatible. We weren't right for each other. We did have some great times and we were similar in some ways, but those similarities are similarities where you shouldn't be together. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it just doesn't work out good. But like coming out and going in single and coming out in a relationship, I, do you know what? It, it made me feel like I had somebody that understood how you feel when you come out of an environment like that because you're months auditioning then you do the show and it's like a big whirlwind and an anti-climax and at the same time I was getting quite a bit of work after the show whereas he wasn't in a way but it's like I wonder I'm, why yeah <laughs> but I'll edit this out I won't 
No, you can include it, honestly, because I'm like at a stage now where I don't care. And even if he was like saying to me, or if he even was like cocky and said, oh my God, he's still talking about me. Like, I'm not arse. I'm just, I'm doing an interview. I'm going to answer a question. And I don't care. Like, then mind games don't work with me anymore. Um, but just send the hate to me. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's just, um, He's just not my cup of tea as a person at all. And I always say, you know what, we'd probably still be friends if we never got together. I don't think we would because he's a very selfish person. And I think I wouldn't have liked being around him a lot because of how his views are and stuff like that. And I kind of base how a person is on stuff like that. Mm. Like if you think somebody has been really nasty to people, then it makes you think, what would you do to me if you fell out with me and stuff? But... I just think coming out of the show, I think the show changed my life in so many ways because like where I grew up as a traveller, I felt very, very suppressed. And I always felt very different because I was quite worldly to other boys and girls that I grew up around because I'd done a more mainstream education than they did. So I integrated more in society than them. So Mm. I was always kind of different. And I think because I faced my own adversity as being a gay person, especially within like, well, just society anyways, but then within a community that's almost a generation behind the rest of society, facing that difficulty grew me up and changed me in ways that I wouldn't have the next, you know, teenager. So um, like stuff like that was quite, was quite strange, but going into the house and stuff, I got a lot of support over those things and because of society and stereotypes of travelers, but like when I when I left the show, I think I attached so much happiness to it that I felt weird not speaking to her, being around somebody who was in the house with that. I kind of, I almost wanted to kind of stay there, kind of thing. It was like a protective thing. Like I remember, like as people started to find out about my sexuality, I was like, "Oh, it's fine. I'm going to be going in Big Brother in June," but I hadn't even been picked for the show yet. So yeah. I banked so much on it. Yeah, and I told were- people I was like, I, I remember my mum said to me something along the lines of, are you going to get a job like over the summer when you are are not at drama school? And I was like, I'm going to be in Big Brother. It's going to be fine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But so do you know what? So coming out, nothing was ever so-called normal in my life. Like I grew up in a different ethnic background to like other people in school. Yeah. And that's a small percentage of the Irish and British population. A very underrepresented, very misrepresented and like a very acceptable prejudice for people to be very prejudiced towards my community. Mm. So I grew up with those stereotypes on me. And then I grew up with being a minority within that minority background. And I was very different to my dad and I had no other, like no brothers. And I always felt like I never know when to relate to and all. So for that reason, so-called normal or calmness was never you know, my best yeah. friend. I, Do you know what I mean? Oh, I always had them stresses. Because we're talking about stories and things. In 20 years time, when someone says, you're Huey from Big Brother, what will be the one story from Big Brother that comes to mind? Oh, wow. Like, it's hard because it makes me get butterflies in my chest because I remember that feeling of being young and so excited to go into the show. Like, night one was incredible. It was so weird. It was everything I imagined it to be. But I went into the second house. I didn't yeah. get to do the normal catwalk in the door and all, which I'm fuming about today, but it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm annoyed at that because I'd love to be able to watch my VT because, like, I essentially went to London from Dublin, done a 16-hour day filming that never got shown. So it's going to be six years so much I can't bloody believe. But so 
if somebody asks me um, what's my best memory of Big Brother like my exit was incredible it was the first time I got to stay outside the first time I got to meet Emma do my interview was so surreal because I always watched them interviews and like mm. watched the show and I love watching people's best bits just being in the house was incredible like, oh it's absolutely phenomenal getting to the final was amazing I'm trying to think what would I consider I think night one and like entering the show um, is just like the best thing ever and like as I say my first day to go and do that VT was my first day to ever be in any film set or yeah. food or anything and I've done so many things like that since so I think back to that with so many like fond memories and I remember how nervous I was and couldn't believe I was on a Big Brother VT shoot like it was incredible to think of and it was so secretive it was like I was holding a suitcase that had like cure to I don't know some illness that was so like top secret or something <laughs> or had a suitcase with a billion dollars in it like the way they were like sh- shuffling us in and out of so we didn't meet other housemates that was recording it was bizarre so I want to do something that I've never done before and yeah. I want to remind you of some of your former housemates and I want you to give them one word, one word of what you think about them. Yeah. So we'll start off with what I think is going to be a good one. Letitia. Funny. Jason. Fake. Jane. Lovable. I still love Jane. Sam. 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 Boring. Chelsea. Show off. (laughs) And I think I've saved your favourite till last. Natalie. I would have said in the past evil and nasty. Now it's uh, troubled. Someone who needs help. Clearly. She's one of my favourite people. Like, obviously, looking at it from an outsider's yeah. point of view. She should have stayed in. Your and dynamic with her was brilliant. Big Brother made the biggest mistake of the life because Big Brother can influence stuff. So they should yeah. have... When they done the task between the two houses on my series, so they had us as six in the other house, then they had the main housemates, and they'd done a task for a weekend where... Whoever, whichever team won, would get control of the Big Brother house. So we lost, and we all we then moved into the big main house with all the other housemates. Um, and what happened was they got the right to nominate, and we couldn't. So we we were the most entertaining out of everyone. Big Brother should have changed that decision as soon as they won. They should have made it something else. Like maybe make us the servants in the house or something. I don't know. Yeah. But Natalie should have 100% stayed in. Like when you think back, Marco, they should never have let Marco get evicted. I never even met Marco. I've never met him to this day because he got evicted whilst I was... He was a bit weird though. It was weird, but me and Marco would have had a lot of clashes and they would have met a lot of good TV. Do you still keep in touch with anyone from the house? Yeah, so Charlie is my best friend mm-hmm. from my series. Charlie's having a baby. I'm her baby's godfather. Um, Letitia, I speak to every now and again. I lived in Blackpool with my ex, Ryan, for a few years. And I'd see Sam from time to time for that reason. But we never hung out, really. You just see each other passing. Um, Jane, I speak to. Um, here I love Jane. Jane. Love Jane. Jane was incredible. Do you know what? I'll say that about my season of Big Brother. I actually think it had some great housemates, and it was mm. due to this incredible caster who was on it, who is phenomenal and now works on American reality shows and called Cat, a blonde haired girl. Um, she's incredible. So she 
in my opinion, was the reason why there's so many great housemates. And it was her idea to get people who'd done a bit of telly before, you know, mm. um, which worked good for my series because it was a good mix. But the other series are kind of started to become superficial and weird. Um, Alex, I don't really speak to. I've seen him once or twice since Big Brother. But to be honest, he's not my cup of tea. I find him a bit false, but yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous and very in- like inspirational in the sense that he's done very well for himself. But I find his personality to be very, very superficial. Like he only likes being around people who have a certain name or look or money. Or a blue tick on Instagram. Yeah, for sure. Like when he was in Big Brother, Vicky Patterson was his best friend and he used to hang out with all the... She was engaged to my cousin. Was he? Uh, No, Vicky Patterson was engaged to John Noble. Wow, oh my God. And then he cheated on her. Yes. Oh my God. Did you meet Vicky? I've well, I grew up around that area. I never met her while she was in familial. Yeah, to be honest, you're not really missing much. I've met her a few times, and she was really nasty about me on Twitter once I was on Big Brother. Um, but she, and she was very bitchy when I met her. Then she came to the Big Brother rap party. Um, I can't comment. I've never met her. Um, yeah, but. I mean, maybe I took, yeah. She's really successful. Um, and <laughs> yeah, no, she was she was nearly my cousin and then he fucked it up. Um, obviously, you made it, you were runner-up in your season or winner as we're now redefining, redefining yes. it. So you were in there for a long time and you, you lived a lot of that summer in the house. Any regrets? Anything you'd do differently from your time? Oh, God, yeah. I wouldn't get in a relationship with my ex. That's, I, know, I can't say it's a regret because I've learned a lot and I can't change it, so I don't live with regret. But if I was to regret anything, it'd be that. Yeah. And also, I'm not arguing more, listening to some of the bullshit of, oh, we're all a family, let's get along. We're not a family. We don't know each other. Um, you're a bunch of fake cunts who, when you get in the real world, you won't give a fuck about anyone. Yeah. And um, just doing it to influence the vote always. I hate, hate that what reality shows how it's like to have a family conference every time something's going on. There's always that guy who's trying to be the dad of the house and all that. Hate that. You get it on Love Island so much how, like, you know, girls and boys come in later on and all the original people stick together as if they've known each other for 30 years and gang up on people and all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when everybody who comes in has all entitlement to couple up with people are like, try stay on the show and stuff mm. because that's what you're all there for. They act like they own the villa because they're there since the beginning. It's like, get a life and get a grip. Yeah. So this show is obviously called Reality TV on Record. And there has been so much of your life that has been caught on record. From the process of Big Brother, from beginning to end, so application to finale night or after, what's one moment that wasn't caught on record, but you wish was? That wasn't caught on record? Oh, wow. Well, does that moment with the producer, that's quite (laughs) controversial. I feel like we may be getting some clicks. And if anybody from any newspapers decide to use it, please quote me and link me. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So there's that moment, um, which I'm surprised I didn't get asked about in the diary room because technically you could say that a producer signed me off because yeah. of what they've done with me. So you've obviously yeah. you've done a lot of reality TV since then. You've done first dates. You've done eating with the enemy. You've just been on the challenge. Yeah. Also, I have to apologise for that Scottish guy on first dates. We're not all like oh. that. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've met him twice. Um, anyone listening who's not from Ireland or maybe hasn't seen it, please YouTube it. Yeah, please. Um, it's so awkward. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. You know what is quite sad is at that time I was I was I going through a lot of anxiety and problems, which I told him about and they edited it out of the show. I was dealing with like having just broke up with my ex and that that being such a toxic relationship sometimes makes it more difficult for people to split up or if somebody yeah. died, you're grieved and worse because you're so wrapped up in being in that you lose your identity and yourself as a sense of self. And it was like my bubble burst years after Big Brother and all of that there. And because it that was it was such a like a bubble, if you know what I mean. When I think back, I was living in, and he knew all of this. Like he asked me, and I told him. Like, I've only been broke up for a few weeks and I'm just trying to move on and date and see what happens or whatever. And it was my first ever relationship. And, like, I was drinking a lot. And, like, I was really honest. Maybe, Jesus Christ, how honest <laughs> you be? But, I mean, when I say I was really honest, it was just a few sentences. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think he's um, the only person from Scotland that's got no chat. Yeah. And he was so rude from start to finish, so rude, so dismissive. Like you've seen 15 minutes of the day in that episode and we were there for like over two hours. <laughs> it was just so ready. He never asked me anything about myself. He just didn't give a crap. I'll I never would 100% f- recommend people go and watch it. Yeah. It made great I, television. Can I just say that I wish, wish, wish I'd stood up and threw my drink in his face. We needed Big Brother Huey back. Yeah, I, I really wish that I'd done that to him he was just so so rude but at the time I was going through so much um, and I only it's so bizarre because everything happens for a reason I done that show because a, a gay traveller guy another gay traveller guy called Martin Martin Beansward he's a comedian his friend was is the producer and they wanted somebody who'd had a bit of TV background so that they could get a few headlines to promote a new series and he put me forward and I didn't want to do it, but I only done it because we were in the pandemic and you couldn't go out or do anything, but this medical go to a restaurant. <laughs> so I went. And the things we do. That led to me getting some other TV work, which led to me getting even bigger gigs. One job, like job led to another because that was four years after Big Brother. I'd been living in England for years. I'd done bits and pieces, but never really another big series apart from Dancing with Stars, which was still three and a half years before it. Yeah. So um it led it it ended up being good for me, but um he was vile and I've met him twice since then and both times he was equally as as vile. Well apologies on behalf of all of Scotland. So we we don't claim him. Um some fun questions I want to ask you now and these are just because I'm a nosy bastard. Be nosy. I love nosiness. What TV show would you like to do next? Like anything's calling reality TV. Yeah, anything reality telly, right? X on the beach, really want to do it. But do you though? Because you know who you're going to have to be with. So don't give a crap because I'll <laughs> in the house whilst he's watching. Um, all of them. Um, I, I just am a big Sorry, fan ma'am. of <laughs> and I love to watch. No, that's one of my favorite things to do, by the way. I, I really enjoy it. Um, hey, sorry, <laughs> ma'am. Please turn off. Liza, stop people, listening. I love that show so much and I find it really, really interesting. And I just love the dynamic of it and stuff. And I don't know. I just, I, 
I, I'm, I'm nearly 28. I'm cracking on in age. So, like, I have to, like, do these things now. And I know you get a lot of money for it as well. To, I'd love to, to do Love Island, not as a contestant, but just a fly on the wall. Like, can I be, like, the agony ant that sits yeah, in the corner? Love Island, I've, I don't want to tell you this, but Love Island's quite staged. I know some of the Yeah, but are... I, I don't need to be, like, a contestant. I'm not looking for love. I just yeah, want to be the person in perception. the corner. It would make you not want to watch it the same because you'd see how kind of set up things are. I mean, I'm no stranger to reality TV. Like Production I... walks into the villa and actually says to people, you used to go over there and have yeah. a conversation things that never happened on big brother ever but um right so i'd done the challenge on mtv and i was i should be there right now again i should have left on may 22nd but i found out a few days before and that i wasn't going because this year's team involves you bringing a pair a partner with you and my best friend charlie from big brother uh found out she's pregnant so she was out of bounds and i don't really have other friends that are really i'll do happy. it next time no, it, has to, it had to be a girl because oh. it had to be a team, right? So none of my other friends were really TV people or whatever. And my friends from the last series I'd done, the girls, none of them were doing the show this season, apart from one, and she was bringing her boyfriend. So it didn't work out for me, but I'd like to do it in the future. And like big dream, big, big TV dream. I'd love to do I'm a Celeb to get me out of her. I'd and love I think to do it, but I think I'd be so shit. Yeah, but you know, that's good. I actually think I'd be really good on it. You should watch me in the challenge MTV challenges. Mm. And then you realize why I'd be good in the jungle. Another nosy bastard question. Who's the most famous person you've got in your phone book? Oh my God, I've got a lot of phone numbers in my phone book. Um, my most famous person I have Ryan Tuberty's phone number who hosts the Late Late Show in Ireland so he'd be like one of the most famous people in Ireland um, I have his phone number because I was on his radio show once and he on Twitter he sent me it because I needed I needed a location so he just so I could ring him to let him know when I was nearby um, in the UK Oh, I don't know. I have like people like I was on that show last year with Kyle Christie from Geordie Shore. So he's popular to Geordie Shore, but he's not, not like real celebs out there. But you know what I mean? <laughs> the art of a certain generation. Um, I have a lot of reality stars, phone numbers and stuff, but like not, um, not like bloody Russell Brand. Just quickly to mention Big Brother again, because I forgot to ask you earlier, who's your favourite ever housemate? Nobody from your series. I have a few for different reasons. Jade Goody was just incredible, and that's mm. not me following suit onto what the public says. No, because she was one of the best yeah, housemates. Yeah, she was just phenomenal, and Nikki Graham was amazing um, as well, and I'm not saying that because they're passed away and because everybody else says it. I'm genuinely serious. I actually loved Helen Wood. Yeah, I loved that. Um, people have stuff to say about her, but do you know what? Right, she might not really be the nicest person, but she was a fucking great. She was what we needed in the house. She mm-hmm. was a great sure. housemate. It's like I think to my I've got two favorite housemates of all time, and they were some of the most controversial housemates ever. And it's yeah. Emma Greenwood and Michelle Bass. <laughs> from the 2000 and yeah why did you like her so much i don't know i i, I genuinely don't know it, she, it she was ejected for fighting if it was like as far back as i can remember it was probably one of the first series of big brother that i watched 
Michelle Bass was a Geordie, so uh, yeah, that was yeah. what Michelle and her, her got put in the secret room. Yeah, and when they came back, they'd watch. This was the first time Big Brother had ever done this. Mm. They'd watch the house backbiting them for like three days, mm. and it, it ended up in a fight called Fight Night, day twenty of Big yeah, Brother with Victor. Yeah, and it, like the, that was so shocking that like mm. sh- that because of, like they trashed the whole house. And didn't two or three people get ejected? But I don't think they should have ejected anyone when not all was being ejected. Yeah. But um, apparently that argument and fight went on for like four or five hours, but you only showed 20 minutes of TV. Yeah, no, it's those two are my favourite housemates of all time, closely followed by the, the likes of Nikki and Pete and another one that always sticks out in my mind. Who else? I loved Charlotte Warham. She was a couple of seasons ago. Which um, one was Charlotte? What, she had like a bee's nest of blonde hair. She was really posh. She's probably a Tory. Um, oh, I do remember. Was she in? Oh. Was the oh, series think... that had, they were all behind blue, light blue in their pictures. Right. I was thinking actually is this other girl, but she's called Caroline. Do you remember she was in? Oh my God, it is Caroline, not Charlotte. With the fuzzy hair. Yeah. And she used to just speak really bizarre and like roll yeah. her eyes all the time. It is Caroline, not Charlotte. Um, yeah, I love her. Who else, Caroline? Um, Sally Axel was really good. She should yeah. not have left so early. There was a Sarah Greenwood from the Time Capsule series. I liked her. Yeah, but her. no, she was a really big letdown. No. Yeah, I kind really of liked letdown. her. Um. I'm trying to think of like older ones that because I don't want to mention people that everyone will know. I remember when Kitten got ejected. That was fun. Yes. Do you remember when Kitten was um, walking in and she kissed her girlfriend? And as she was leaving the house, she was just talking loads of crap about the Queen, I think, or something. Mm. The... Something like that. God, it was so controversial years ago. <laughs> the thing that I'll always remember, and it was from Celebrity Big Brother, was George Galloway and Ruler. Would you like yes. me to be the cat? Pete was incredible. Oh, my God. And now looking back at that series now, because you can actually watch that series on YouTube, Yeah, I really feel like Jodie Marsh was bullied on that show, treated so horribly. So we're coming to the end of the podcast now. Where can everyone find you on social media and keep up to date with what you are doing? So Huey Mon, just on Facebook, Huey Mon, official Instagram, Huey underscore Martin on Twitter. I also have loads of sexy pics and OnlyFans. Go subscribe. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I do Cameo. I do I do Cameo. I do, what's them? Memo. I do all of those. Like all the all the talentless reality stars. We, we all do them. <laughs> yeah, but for everyone that's listening, um, please go and follow me on Instagram as well, at Ingram Noble, all one word. Same on Twitter. <laughs> I don't have an OnlyFans, unfortunately, and I don't have Cameo, so there's not much else that you can do. Yeah, there's but nothing else, yeah. Please like and rate the podcast if you enjoy it. Go and check out the previous episodes. I've got some good guests coming up. But genuinely, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. It's been so lovely chatting to you, and I think you might now have the record for the longest podcast I've ever done. Devs, do you see how I talk a lot of crap and this is why I want to do a podcast? I think it maybe might be a mixture of you and I because I talk shit, you talk a lot. <laughs> Great. See how yeah, I didn't we, say you we, talk shit there? Yeah, we could... We could take over the world.
And there we have it, episode three of Reality TV on Record with me, your host, Ingram Noble, and Big Brothers, Huey Morn. Make sure to follow us both on social media, which you'll find down in the show notes below. And make sure to come back next Friday for your weekly dose of Reality TV on Record.